In June 2020, hundreds of protesters gathered around the statue of Edward Colston in Bristol, England. The statue was made of bronze and stood eight feet high on top of a white Portland stone plinth. Colston was a British slaver. He sat on the board of the Royal African Company for 12 years, during which time the company transported over 84,000 kidnapped women, men and children from West Africa to the Americas and the Caribbean, of whom it is estimated over 18,000 died en route. The protesters did not believe that this man should be venerated. Two men climbed up the statue and tied a rope around its head and, to much cheering and applauding, the figure was pulled down. The crowd then dragged the statue through the streets and dumped it in Bristol Harbour. Over the next few days, the media was full of stories about the tearing down of the Colston statue. It kicked off a fierce debate in Britain about empire and slavery, about history and memory, about accountability and responsibility. Some said that the removal of Colston was erasing history. Prime Minister Boris Johnson was one of these. We cannot now try to edit or censor our past, he declared. Statues teach us about our past, with all its faults. To tear them down would be to lie about our history and impoverish the education of generations to come. Others, such as the historian and broadcaster David Olusoga, argued differently. The toppling of Edward Colston's statue is not an attack on history, he remarked. It is history. The demonstration in Bristol was part of a wave of global protests that followed the police killing of George Floyd, an unarmed black man in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Around the world, people marched in the streets, chanting slogans and carrying signs declaring Black Lives Matter and No Justice, No Peace. Strikingly, those taking part were not only black and brown, but also white. It felt to many that we were at a moment of profound historic reckoning. The pulling down of Colston's statue and the global protests triggered something in me. An urge to find out more about Britain's role in slavery. Recently, while researching the book Legacy, I had learned that my mother's family had made money from the slave system. In the 19th century, they had sold tobacco from plantations worked by enslaved people of African descent. They were not themselves slaveholders, but like millions of others, bankers, insurance brokers, sugar dealers, shipbuilders, cotton mill workers, they were part of a broader economy that profited from slavery. I began to feel increasingly uncomfortable about the choices made by my ancestors. Over the past eight years, the shoe had been firmly on the other foot. I had been working in Germany to restore a lake house that the Nazis had stolen from my father's Jewish family who had fled Berlin in 1936. Some had found refuge in England, but others were killed during the Holocaust. I had received money from the German government as a token of restitution. It was not only an official admission of guilt, it was something material. This was part of the process of reconciliation. So, if I was willing to identify as a victim in my father's family, to receive reparations from the German government, then surely I had better understand Britain's role in slavery. 